Welcome to How to Stop Wanting Him Back, a podcast on not just getting over your ex, but into yourself. I'm Claire, the Heartbreak Coach. Let's make what feels impossible possible. Hi, loves. It's possible Mr. Right exists. What? (laughs) So I have, as you all know, if you've been listening for a long time or for all 33 episodes, 33 weeks, I have been very much focusing on growing my business as a heartbreak coach and really committed to just focusing on that this year. And as always, creating the result of having 20 clients with my thinking, your thoughts create your results. Always, always, always. It's actually funny. I have a client who is just super bright, super committed, loves doing the work. She says that our sessions are such a highlight in her week and she takes my tough coaching. She takes the tough love. She's really committed. And yet she'll say, but what do you, what should I do with X, Y, Z? What are you, what's your advice on this. I mean, I know you're going to like, I know thoughts, but like, what should I do? (laughs) And we always, and I, I, I'm sure anyone here listening can relate. I can relate. We easily want to forget that it's not how we act. It's not what we do. It's what we think. I always compare it to someone trying to lose weight. You can think the thought you fat piece of shit. You need to lose weight and get on a treadmill five times a week and eat only greens and drink water and you will lose the weight. But you can also think the thought, I love you body and thank you food for numbing out such excruciating emotional pain at a time where I felt like if I didn't have the sugar or the bread or the pizza to escape my negative emotions, I thought I might die, right? Having self-compassion and appreciation for what the food actually served you at the time, having compassion and appreciation for what your body can do while you're losing the weight. I also say this when it comes to people having debt. I know for me, I use credit cards to invest in my coaches when I didn't have the actual funds. Thank you, credit card. Thank you, debt, for giving me the opportunity to be able to make these investments for me to transform my life, transform my relationship with money, transform my relationship with my body, transform my relationship with myself overall, transform friendships, transform my relationship with exes I no longer speak to. Can't put a price on that. Everything that we think isn't serving us, we can always reframe and shift the perspective to how it is serving us. And so a client also asked me recently, well, if I show appreciation for my debt, is that saying that debt is good and and that it's okay if I accrue more debt? Well, if you need to accrue more debt because you need to keep the roof over your head or you just know that you're investing in the right coach or whatever it is, or your kid's hospital bill, right? Yes, I would say debt can be a good thing. Truly. Money is neutral. Interest on your credit card is neutral. Stay with me. No, I do not want to have debt 
I'm not saying go out and and create debt just for funsies. I'm just saying if there is a will, there is a way. And if there is something that you really want to commit to and pay for, whether that is a health need, whether that's for your pet, whatever it is, that you can always have a neutral mind around it while you are whittling the debt down. But when you are thinking, fuck me, I have all this debt. Oh no, oh no, oh no. The A-line is probably going to be that you're going to increase the debt because you're in such a lack mentality. And when we're in a lack mentality, we create more lack. When we are in the mentality that every guy sucks because of what our evidence has shown us in our own experience, we continue to attract men who suck. I see this happen with coaches. I did this as a coach building my own business. I believed it was too hard to find clients who would want to pay me for my services. So what did I create? A result of not having a flourishing business until I really started to shift my thinking, thanks to my incredible business coach, Stacey Bayman, into really committing to believing in my value and what I'm offering and focusing on that and believing that I am the heartbreak expert. I believe in my approach wholeheartedly more than any other heartbreak experts approach. I'm not saying, well, yeah, I guess I am saying I'm better. (laughs) But some of you could be listening and saying, Claire, you're full of shit. I actually listened to this other heartbreak coach and her word and message works for me so much more. I just had a woman on Instagram say, "Mm, Claire, I just don't think you're getting it, but I'm trying. And I was like, then don't follow me. I don't need to convince anyone that I am the heartbreak expert. I just need to believe it for myself. I don't know anyone who's talking about heartbreak the way I am with a twisted sense of humor and also a huge space of compassion and really is going to call you out on your shit and how you are getting in your own way way more than he or she is getting in your own way. You are allowing them to take your power away. You are allowing them to dictate how you feel. You are allowing them to define your worth with your thoughts. Not easy shit to hear, not easy shit to diffuse, but totally possible to do it. Your desire to heal has to be stronger than your desire to stay in the heartbreak, than your desire to commit your brain to indulging in a victim story. And the best way to do it is working with a coach. And yes, I say working with me because I think I'm the heartbreak expert. It's my podcast, so I get to say this (laughs) and own this. And I say this coming from so many years of not owning myself, not owning my worth, not just as a coach, but in my body, in my romantic relationships, in my friendships, as an actress, I never thought that I was enough, only from my own stories. My parents never said, Claire, you're not enough. It was just my own shit. I have a whole theory on where that all comes from. That can be another rainy day episode. But I just believed that it was in the cards for everybody else to have the ideal relationship, to live an abundant lifestyle, to flourish in their careers, to have a great relationship with their bodies, to have a fabulous apartment or home or all the things, right? I was just like, I'm going to be a really good cheerleader, a really good Catholic girl and like want more for others than myself, Until I woke the fuck up after my rock bottom relationship eight years ago, check out my heartbreak story, episode five, and was like, whoa, I am the common denominator to these dysfunctional relationships. 
I might be attracting a narcissistic sociopath who is emotionally abusing me in every which way, but I am the one who's fucking signing up for it. I am the one who is totally feeling in my gut that this is the wrong thing. And yet I am staying because I am so desperate to receive his crumbs of love for little teeny pockets of time than to be alone with my own damn self, to be alone with my own hatred for myself. Because we only attract shitty partners who treat us like shit when we are treating ourselves like shit, when we think that that's all we're worthy of, when we tolerate the cheating, the lying, the backstabbing, the manipulation, the gaslighting, and we keep going back, that is a reflection of our relationship to ourselves, not a reflection of how much you love him. Stop bullshitting yourselves, my loves. You couldn't possibly love him. People who don't love themselves can't love the other person in the relationship. And that was a really great freeing aha because I was so devastated when I really realized he's saying that he loves me so much, but how could he possibly because he's doing all the shit? Well, he couldn't possibly love himself because people who love themselves, people who don't love themselves can't give you the love that you are desperately seeking. Like attracts like. Narcissists and empaths are like moths to a flame to do this really dysfunctional dance. And only you get to decide when you are ready to stand on your own two feet, clean your own shit up and take a good hard look in the mirror and say, I've got to change shit in any area of your life that is not working. So I really wanted to do this episode today because as I said, I've been so focused on my business. I've been very outspoken about really committing to creating 20 clients on my roster. And at the beginning of the year, I was really committed to creating an ideal relationship and growing my business. And I knew because Brooke Castillo and my own coach, Stacey Bayman, always say focusing on one thing is going to get you the most satisfying results. And I thought, you know, I really want both. And if that means making a little bit of le- a little less money, But creating my ideal relationship, I mean, finding love for me is something that I can't put a price on. But I was too scattered. I was all over the place, networking a ton, dating a ton, trying to maintain my social life, trying to build my business, trying to do all the work in my mastermind, trying to take care of myself. I had some personal drama that I couldn't let go of. I was a mess at the beginning of the year and my energy was just scattered and I was over drinking, overeating and trying to build my business. It was just too much. Hired a personal coach on top of having my business coach and really got to work on what I wanted to create. So I tabled dating and it was the best decision I made. Now, I'm about to be 39 in a couple of months. And I totally had thoughts like clocks ticking. How will I, you know, am I wasting time here? And what if some really good ones actually are on the apps and I'm missing out? Those thoughts totally came. And then I realized, well, my thoughts create my results. And if I just table dating right now, and then when I'm ready to date again, I will create love with my thinking. I will create a partnership with my thinking. So lo and behold, cut to a couple of months ago, I created the 20 clients because I went all in on my business and I cleaned up all my personal drama. Well, personal drama will always continue in some way, shape or form, right? People are going to trigger us. Loved ones are going to trigger us. So I really face the music with it. I can't say that I never don't have judgments on people in my life or whatever, but right now all is well. (laughs) So yay for me in this moment, but I really did commit to healing a lot of personal drama with my personal coach and really started to take much better care of my body and went all in. And here I am 
am right now, 19 clients. So by the time this episode comes out, maybe somebody has snatched that spot, but info is at the end of the episode. If you're interested in my six month one-on-one coaching program. And so I realized, okay, here I am with 20 clients. It's time to start dating again. And if I can create 20 clients with my brain, I can totally create one man with my brain. (laughs) Right. And yet we put all this anxious energy of like how hard it is to find him and he couldn't possibly exist. So back in March, as I was growing my business, my amazing coach, Stacey Bayman, business coach, she's so great. And I think you should check out her podcast as well. It's called how to make money as a life coach. Pretty sure that's the title of it. I listen to it all the time, but again, thoughts create your results. So even if you're not a coach, I think it's amazing how she phrases things. And you know, I always love to use the weight loss analogy or the drinking analogy, whatever it is that you're trying to quit or whatever it is that you are trying to create, it always comes from your brain. And sometimes I think the whole concept of your thoughts, creating your results clicks more easily when you're seeing how thoughts create results in different areas of life that maybe you're not trying to work on. That's why I love to use the weight loss analogy so much. Your thinking creates your results, but the chances are you're going to keep the weight off when you're thinking loving thoughts about yourself and your health versus I just got to lose the weight for this reunion to look good because once the reunion passes, you're going to gain it back, right? But if you're just super motivated to lose the weight for you and you have a really clean reason behind it and you're doing it from a really self-compassionate place, there's a strong chance that you're going to maintain that lifestyle. So Stacy taught us in our mastermind group back in March what it looks like to create a belief plan of being the coach with the goal achieved. So for me, that was 20 clients. So I just committed every single morning to think, feel, and behave as the coach with the 20 clients. That meant telling all of my friends whose kids were taking naps or who had a work break on a Tuesday at two that I was no longer available because a coach with 20 clients doesn't have time to chit chat with her friends every single day on just total bullshit, right? I've got clients to coach. So what am I doing in those 20 hours where the where the clients aren't physically there? I'm working on my business. I'm self-coaching. I'm recording podcasts. I'm writing articles for Poosh, Kourtney Kardashian's lifestyle site that is still the gift that keeps on giving. I have more articles coming out. So excited. So grateful. And I'm coaching my peers in my mastermind group. I'm working with my personal coach. I'm constantly putting out new inspiring quotes or delivering content on social media. I'm networking, right? That takes up a lot of hours. It would be so easy to blow it off and procrastinate because that's what my lazy brain wants to do. And I'm sure a lot of you out there can relate. Same when it comes to being heartbroken. Oh, it's just so much more easy to stalk his Instagram page and just bitch about him and obsess over him and reread old texts and draft emails of what I really want to say and fantasize about the day that he comes back. Way more fun to do that than actually clean up your own shit and commit your brain to thinking in a different way to yield you the result of being over him. So cut to a couple of months ago, here I am with 20 clients right now, currently 19. And I was like, yeah, here I go. It's time to date. A, that really kind of terrifies me. But B, I thought if I created a belief plan that I committed to every single day that created 20 clients as a result, I can totally create a belief plan for Mr. Right to appear. 
Yes, that's exactly what I've done. And I've been having a lot of fun dating really amazing dudes and thinking as the woman in her ideal relationship before he has appeared. What? I've been thinking as the woman in her ideal relationship before the guy has appeared. And I do have some lovely things happening in my love life, but I'm going to table that for right now. But I will just say so far, the work is working. And I don't know if, you know, I'm like, I've met the person or anything like that, but I've been attracting a totally different caliber of men. And I know that that is a result of my thinking. And I live in LA people where everybody says, only man children exist. They're non-committal. They're Peter Pans. They're dicks. They're social climbers. They only care about boobs, whatever it is. And that's just not true. LA is an incredible transplant city. I meet so many great guys from different parts of the country. I've dated dudes who grew up in LA that are lovely humans. They exist. It's not the city. It's you. I know that's not always so fun to hear, but it actually should be the best news to hear because we can't change the men around us. We can only change us and therefore we will attract a different kind of guy. So I sat with this belief plan of bringing in my ideal guy. This is now going back two, two and a half months ago. And I really just sat with, well, in my ideal relationship, what am I thinking and then what am I feeling, right? So I'll start with the feeling place. I'm going to go again, always reverting to Brooke Castillo's thought model. Check her out at the Life Coach School podcast. She has created this genius thought model. It's how my coaches coach me. It's how I coach myself. It's how I coach my clients. Your thoughts create your results. And so the result, if I go to the result of being in my ideal relationship, I have to be thinking a certain way. I have to be feeling a certain way. In my ideal relationship, I feel secure, I feel worthy. I feel sexy. I feel desirable. I feel light. I feel giddy. I feel calm. I feel relief. I feel happy. I feel loved. I feel like I'm lovable. How fun are those feelings? I wish that I had a hell yes, but I'm sensing that (laughs) when you guys are hearing this, it's like, yes, I would be feeling all those things too in my ideal relationship. Great. Well, your thoughts create feelings. So your thoughts create feelings, feelings drive actions, and then those actions yield you results. So again, if you're thinking, body, I love you, food, thank you for serving me for this emotional pain that I've gone through to help me numb out when I have been going through just the most devastating time of my life, then what is the feeling? Self-compassion. And then the action is to get yourself to the gym. And then maybe the result is that you're losing a couple of pounds, right? If I'm feeling lovable and worthy and and secure and light and giddy and free and sexy and desirable, all the good feels, what am I thinking in this relationship? Ooh, you guys, I came up with such good ones. But the most important one that I came up with before I even go into the litany of all the specifics because I'm an actress, so I love to fantasize. So I have details like I love knowing at the end of our long day that we're just going to curl up together and watch The Bachelor and have a glass of wine. And even if he doesn't like it, he's just like laughing at me, getting such a kick out of watching The Bachelor that he's willing to watch it with me. (laughs) Right. I go into those specifics and kind of fantasize. And that just makes me feel so happy and relaxed and appreciation as well. But before I go into all of those specific details. The one thing that I have to believe 
is that he totally exists. How many times have you heard, you know, in wedding vows, I just, I didn't even believe that you were real. I just couldn't wrap my head around it, but you actually do exist. You are beyond like whatever I could have imagined. Right? I feel that way about being a heartbreak coach. Like I always thought I was going to be an actress and like that was going to be the most rewarding job of my life, like being a consistently working actress. And now I'm like, I, I cannot tell you how, you know, I have actor friends around me and they love what they do still. And, you know, friends send me audition tapes or they book jobs or they want my help on an audition. And I love like helping, but I just don't have any desire to act the way that I have a desire to coach people on heartbreak, dating, relationships, being single, all those things. Right. I never in my wildest dreams could have imagined doing this. Right. Like I didn't know that this life that I've created for myself was possible. It gives me chills, right? And I think it's so common for women to think, and men, that their dream person doesn't exist. Well, if you don't believe that he or she exists, how are you going to create them as a result in your life if you think "Mm, they don't exist? Nope. I couldn't possibly be crazy attracted where I want to rip this person's clothes off and feel emotionally supported and safe and have the best laughs with this person and be on the same page about monogamy and commitment and loyalty and have the same compatible love languages and want to do the same things and want to give each other a healthy amount of space and then just come together and just have like the best time together. No, that doesn't exist. Bullshit. I know so many people, especially my life coaching peers, in the most amazing marriages. Their marriages have changed significantly since they became coaches and really walk the walk and not just only teach people how to manage their minds, but actually implement them. My closest friends in my in my mastermind who are in marriages have amazing marriages that I'm like, I know that I can have that too. I know that they see that for me, which is so special for me as well. So That really hit me like a ton of bricks. I don't know if I was consciously walking around being like, "Mm, he doesn't exist. Nope, not possible. But I think I did really believe that it would be hard to find him. And if he exists, like, where is he? And why isn't he here now? (laughs) Right? And so I just started thinking about like, oh my gosh, it's not like my guy isn't born yet. (laughs) That would be gross, (laughs) right? Like, My guy exists. If you are single and listening and looking for love, like you've got to believe that he exists. So I was inspired to talk about this because I was coaching a client the other night and we started talking about who her ideal guy is. What are the traits that he embodies that you are looking for? And we go through this list, which was hilarious. One of the traits was that he has to be punctual. And she was literally like, no, that's a deal breaker. I'm like, it's, it's not a deal breaker. And I'm, I'm a punctual lady. But we had a good chuckle about that. But like, what are like the bigger picture, most important traits? Super annoying. We can teach him to be more punctual. But like, if he's all these other amazing things and like the one thing is that he's perpetually 15 minutes late, like we'll work with it. We can manage our minds around his perpetual lateness. Let's not get too picky, my loves. And so we started talking about who this guy is. And I said, so how would you feel Knowing that he's here. And the first thing she said was a thought, not a feeling. She said, oh, I think you better not fuck this up. Do you guys see where I'm going here? She 
came up with all the qualities of her ideal guy. And I said, go to the place that he is here. And the first immediate reaction she had was, I better not fuck this up. Do you know what that means to me and reads to me? She doesn't think that she's worthy of him being here or that it's possible for her to find him. That's what our work has been. Like, really ask yourself, are you going around believing that he doesn't exist or that it's not in the cards for you? Or if Mr. Wright comes, there's a strong chance you're going to fuck it up. Because if that's the case, my loves, you will never find him. And I know that that's hard to hear. And lately, I've also been hearing a lot of clients and I actually totally did it with my coach. She'll say something like, oh, so you don't believe he exists. And then you're like, oh, no, I know he exists. Or I had a client say the other day, I just don't think I trust my partner right now. And I'm like, well, if you don't trust him, why are you with him? And she goes, no, I trust him. Right. When we hear back what we are saying, it's hard to hear. But it's so important to really get clear on what your brain is thinking, because it will always yield you that result. If you're saying, I trust him, but I do, tr- I don't trust him, but I do, I don't, I do. Your brain is always going to go to the negative thought because it's always preparing to figure out if it's going to die or not. So if you don't trust him, you are on a much higher alert than if you were to just genuinely trust him. And you trust with your thinking or you don't trust with your thinking. And then we got into, you know, with my client who said, you know, I didn't know if I, you know, I better not fuck it up. I'm like, and then we started talking about like, do you really believe you're a catch? And she's like, yeah, I know I'm a catch. And we go into all the qualities of her being a catch. And I'm like, so how can you be this amazing of a catch and also automatically think that when Mr. Right appears, the first thought that comes to your brain is, I don't want to fuck this up. The two don't go hand in hand. It's cognitive dissonance where you're looking at the same situation, but you are thinking two conflicting thoughts and the negative thought is always going to win. And if you do not look at these things or you do not hire a great coach or a great therapist to point out how you are getting in your own way, you will continue to repeat the same pattern over and over and over again. How is it possible? Can you open yourself to the possibility that Mr. or Miss Wright does exist? Can you go to that place of being with him or her, what it all looks like, and then really start to open your brain? Ask yourself, what would I be thinking if he was here? So in my belief, man plan, you're welcome. That's what I call it. I think I'm so lucky to have him and he is so lucky to have me. Whether we're together, separate, or we're hanging out with friends, I'm just so proud to know that he is my partner. And I know that he is so proud that I'm his partner. It's so reciprocated. We just have the best time together. It's so nice just totally being me. I can be in a great mood. I can be in a bad mood. And he's not going to hold it against me. I don't have to be on for him all the time. He doesn't have to be on for me all the time. Nobody makes me laugh the way he does. Nobody makes him laugh the way I do. Because that's how I see my ideal relationship. And just saying that out loud to you guys, I'm just like, oh, he's so great. (laughs) And as a result, I've been attracting men who really are exciting me, intriguing me, making me realize that, whoa, my thoughts really do create my results in every area of my life. 
I'm getting a totally different ball rolling because I commit my brain every single day to the possibility of his existence, to really connecting my self-worth and being worthy and deserving of attracting my ideal guy because I am being my most up-leveled ideal woman. I just watched my own testimonial video for my coach, Stacey Bayman. She flew a handful of her clients to Hermosa Beach. Obviously, I didn't have to fly. It's only 20-minute drive for me. And I just watched the video. And besides being just totally totally appalled by my Valley girl voice. I know I have a Valley girl accent. Okay, you guys. (laughs) Um, Besides that, I was really, if I say so myself, just so proud of the woman that I've become over the last year. And for Stacey to say, Claire, your growth from when I met you in June, 2018 to right now, November, 2019, I, I actually met Stacey in person for the first time in November on a Cabo retreat. And I still was just like a terrified person. I had created a big growth spurt in my business since working with her in June of 2018. And then we met for the first time at a retreat in Cabo, but I was still just like super insecure even a year ago. And I was just insecure about she was talking about our multiple six figure businesses. And I was like, multiple six figures. What? Like, I just didn't know it was possible for me. And she was just like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's this, this, and this. And just the way she was talking. And I was struggling with a couple of my clients and I was talking to her about them. And she was like, well, you just coach them like this, this, and this. And I was thinking, oh my God, I would never come up with that on my own. And that's total bullshit now. And now I coach coaches and they'll tell me about the stuff with their clients. They're like, oh my God, I never would have come up with that on my own. I'm constantly growing as a human. I'm constantly Constantly growing as a coach. And even just with my business coach, Stacey's just my business coach, but she's had a, a lot of experiences working with a relationship coach. She did some relationship coaching herself. And I've just grown exponentially as a person and the way that I'm able to articulate my growth and reflect upon the success that I've had and all the ways that I was getting in my own way. And I know as I speak to you guys right now, I'm still going to get in my own way in my dating life. And I'm still going to get in my own way in my business as I'm elevating myself and creating that ideal partnership and creating that next level for my business because my brain has never done it before. Truly to be in like a lifelong partnership. I've never done that before to take my business to a seven figure business, scaling out in programs, writing books. I've never done that before, but a year ago, I've never done what I've done to date right now. But I opened my brain to the possibility. I showed up for coaching. I committed to the work every single day and continue to do so. And I believe, believe, believe. And if I notice that I'm not believing it's in the cards, then I have got more work to do. And so really, you guys, ask yourself if you are in belief about your ideal partner coming or not. Get real with yourself. I hear this with coach clients all the time. Oh, I know my clients are coming. Really? You've been saying that for the last three months and they haven't come. So you don't know. Let's get real with what your brain is really telling you. And we know that you don't believe it because the result isn't here. I do believe my man is coming if he hasn't arrived yet already just from the work that I've done and the people that I've been hanging out with and spending time with, like I do believe, even if I haven't actually met him yet, 100%, I see the momentum. I see the shifts. I see the changes because I have committed my brain to him being here, truly. And you guys can do that too. But awareness and really asking yourself what your belief is before you can even create the person to come, create the space for the person to come, become the woman that you know you need to become in order to attract your ideal partner. 
I'll say that again. You have this idea of your ideal partner. You know these qualities that he or she has that you are like so sure that you want to look for. And then you should think about how you would feel being in that relationship. And you have to believe that it is so possible that that person exists. And then you have to go be the woman that that person would want you to be. Because I didn't feel like I was enough to date someone who's super successful and intelligent over a year ago. And now I'm totally dating people who have that level of intellect and success and achievement because I believe that in myself. I've become that person for myself. And again, success is all relative, but I didn't own myself the way I am. And and honestly, like I was attracting men, even one of my more serious recent relationships that ended two years ago. He was this, you know, Ivy League guy. And like one of the things that he said to me when he broke up with me was just like, I really wanted to talk to you about my work issues. And I don't know if you were intimidated, but and the truth is, I was I didn't know what to say because I wasn't familiar with his line of work. And I always felt like he judged me for still having an assistant job. And I know that because of the snide remarks that he would make and the passive aggressive remarks, remarks that he would make. But I attracted him because of my own insecurities. And now I say on my dating profile, Oh, I'm a life coach and I have zero interest in coaching you on yours. That same guy was just like, yeah, I really need you to coach me. And I'm really looking for someone who I can like talk to about my work stuff. I'm like, okay, boy, bye. Mind you, I love this. My um, very good friend came across his uh, dating profile recently. And she's like, isn't this the guy that you dated a couple of years ago? And it says that he's down to earth. I was like, hmm, that's interesting. Uh, take a self-awareness 101 class. Anyway, I digress. But the only reason why we are attracting these situations is because we're not owning ourselves. And I was insecure about still having an assistant job in my late 30s and building this business that I didn't know was going to have, you know, the level of success that it has now. And so when I start committing to the woman that I want to become, right, when I focus on creating those 20 clients, I had to become someone new, a better, a better, that's terrible to say. I don't think it's about becoming a better person. It's just becoming a more up-leveled person. I had to become really strong. I had to let go of my fear of what people thought about my prices. I had to really believe in my value. I had to say, this is what I charge without apology. I get to coach people from a clean space when they're saying I'm 10,000% all in. And then I give them my price and they're like, oh yeah, no, I'm not paying that. Right. And I'm not saying that out of judgment. I'm just saying that's not being 10,000% all in, just getting really clear. What is 10,000% all in on saying yes? That means you're willing to pay because my coach just over doubled her price for our next contract together. And I totally, my brain was just like, ah, I don't know if I can do that. And then I was like, well, this is my coach through and through. So my thoughts create my results. So I'm going to figure it the fuck out. And if I, believe I quote unquote, can't afford something that I want more than anything, then how can I expect my clients to figure out how to come up with the money to pay me? Your thoughts create your results with your money, your love life, your career, your heartbreak healing, your family relationships, your friendships, your health, every which way you are responsible for it. And again, I say that's the best news ever. And your belief that it's possible for someone to come is crucial in order for that person to appear. So go do the work. If this is something that sounds like, oh my God, that's me. And I don't know how to believe it is possible. Message me, clareyourmindcoaching at gmail.com. Let's get started. Let's not fuck around. It's now November. November to December, January, February, March, April, May. Is that right? Yeah, six months from now. 
where do you want to be? Do you want to be self-owned? Do you want to be clear? Do you want to be healed? Do you want to be empowered? Do you want to find love with yourself? Do you want to believe it's possible? Do you want to get so clear on your ideal partner? Do you want to become that woman to attract that ideal partner? Do you want to commit to the work every single day? Do you want to make it happen? If so, message me. Thank you so much for listening. So much love. Until next time, my loves. Hey, love, if you're picking up what I'm throwing down and would like to deepen this work with me as your coach, go to clairetheheartbreakcoach.com forward slash work dash with dash me and apply for my six month one-on-one coaching program where we'll not only heal your heart, but take your entire life to the next level. I can't wait to read your application.